0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Hashtag students say no. And uh, we just heard from, uh, of course, one of the trustees, uh, Penny Deeth, from the Hamilton Board of Education about how they have been handling this because they did know this was coming, of course. And there's been some pushback, as you might expect, certainly from the government, and uh, from, I, I guess, some other people that support the government as well, suggesting that this is uh, not student-driven. That's, uh, well, we'll get into that in a couple of seconds. Uh, there's also another story that I want to get into with our next guest, uh, and that's the mandatory math test that's being proposed now for teachers. Uh, Harvey Bischoff is the president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. And on a busy day like this, Harvey, I really appreciate you taking some time for us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, let me let me ask about some of the pushback that I'm getting uh, since we've talked about this this morning. Uh, I want to get to the math thing in a second, but uh, some of the feedback we're hearing right now is that look at the students don't pay attention to this stuff. This is this is all teacher driven. They're the ones that are indoctrinating the students to be anti government. How do you respond to that?
1: Let, Not let the first me, time you've heard ab- it, I'll bet it. Now, let me be let me be absolutely clear about this. Um, the students haven't, I mean, these are remarkable young people. They didn't need, want, or ask for our assistance. We didn't offer or provide any assistance. Um, you know, we've seen before student movements where, where you know, bright, motivated kids take on an issue. Um, that seems to be happening here, but it's well outside of our, uh, you know, I- influence.
0: Well, anybody that, that uh, I could say presupposes that the students aren't paying attention and don't think that this matters to them or concerns them, Uh Probably doesn't have kids, uh, because because I know our children are. Our kids have been like this. They've always been engaged in this. And through social media, I mean, this is this is how they, they dialogue through things like this. And uh, they do know what's going on, and they are in tune with what's happening.
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, as I say, we, we've seen this before. I mean, we have an American example at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, where kids organized a, a march on the Capitol, for heaven's sake. Um, they were able to do that. I'm sure Ontario's... Uh, Very capable students are able to figure out what's happening in the news and organize, uh, you know, with a social media savvy that far exceeds mine, um, this sort of a thing.
0: Well, the students we've been talking to since some of these reforms were being announced or proposed, whichever uh, verb they want to use here at Queen's Park, uh, I, I get a lot of feedback from this, and, and they are concerned about this because they're concerned about their quality of education. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the sex ed curriculum, and you and I have talked about that in the past, but it's also about the e-learning and, and the classroom size. And uh, then we'll, uh, One more on this issue, Harvey, and then we'll, we'll get into the math situation here. Uh, a number of people are pushing back on the class size and say, why are the teachers getting so upset about the fact it's two more kids in a classroom, maybe? Uh, what's, what's, what's the big deal? Maybe you could explain that for our listeners.
1: In fact, it's an average class size increase of, of six. So they're talking about going from 22 average class size to 28 average class size. But averages don't tell you the, the story. The story, in, you know, exists in what are the maximum class sizes. So we already have classes in the high 20s and low 30s on a pretty regular basis, because if you're going to run any smaller class, any more specialized program, a tech class, you know, a, a, a technology class where kids are are. Working on cars, for example, um, you, you just you can't uh, you, you can't have a high number in a class like that for safety reasons. Um, So as soon as you maintain any of those smaller class sizes, because there are programs that you want to deliver to, uh, you know, it's a special program or the kids in that program have special needs, that means other class sizes are going to balloon. So that, that 28 average class size that they're proposing means classes will easily go to 40 and 45 students, and that means the kids are going to get lost in there. No teacher or the the support staff who are in that class as well is going to be able to attend to the needs of all of those kids Um, and kids are going to get lost, they're going to fall through the cracks, dropout rates are going to go up, but on top of that the increase in the average class size means a quarter of Ontario's teachers are going to be cut out of the system. And that means a quarter of uh, the classes that are currently available at Ontario's high schools are going to be cut out of the system, too. So how you will be able to continue to offer access to the arts, to, to spe- you know, um, high-level math and science classes, to the technology classes that lead kids into the trades, oh, those things become impossible.
0: So uh, I'm glad you had the, the opportunity to address this because I, I've seen an awful lot of stuff here and, and, and people will post things and say, well, here's a study that says class size doesn't matter. You can find anything on the internet to, to validate just about any point of view that you might have on something. But this has been going on and, and, and I've been doing this for a few years now. I mean, I can remember the Hall Dennis Report way back when uh, and then one of the first things they addressed in that report was class size and they said, because you know, we did when I was going to elementary school way back in the day. I mean, we had class sizes of 40 to 45 kids.
1: Yep, absolutely true, and we also used to have a high school graduation rate that that hovered around 60%, and that number is now up into the mid-80s, so we've improved class sizes, Far, far more students now graduate from high school. In Ontario, the number of students who successfully take on post-secondary studies is amongst the highest in the world. So, yeah, you can increase class sizes, but you can't do it and also offer the same quality of education or have the same success. And that means kids coming out, uh, you know, having, having finished their, uh, succeeded through their education who are not only going to be, uh, you know, Uh, Ontario is good citizens in the future, but they're also going to be um, the employees that the businesses in Ontario need.
0: All right. Let's segue from that into into this math story. Uh, we do know that there's a concern here about math scores, and uh, there's a report from the uh, Education Quality and Accountability Office, which administers standardized uh, assessments in the province. They say that math scores among Ontario students, especially public elementary students in Ontario, have been decreasing over the last five years. And they point to the Liberal government, the previous government, to say, well, they they didn't do much about this. Anything they tried really didn't work. So this government now, the Education Minister Lisa Thompson has come back and said there's going to be a. Man- mandatory math test, not just for math teachers, but for every teacher. Uh, at first blush, Harvey, this, this looks very much to me like the government is saying, you know what, it's the teacher's fault.
1: Yeah, so so can I ask the minister to take a test on the Education Act of Ontario, which, which um, includes the fact that... Um, Secondary school teachers, high school teachers in Ontario are subject specialists. They don't teach outside of their area of subject specialty unless both they and the principal agree that it's an appropriate thing to do. So we can subject an art teacher or a geography teacher to a math test. Um, That teacher may be highly effective in what he or she teaches, but unable to solve a quadratic equation. Um, And then what? We're going to get rid of that teacher um, and replace them with... Whom? I, if the minister doesn't understand that Ontario's high school teachers are subject specialists, she needs to do some remedial studying herself to understand that.
0: Where would this even come from then? I, I, I mean, as, as a possible solution to the fact that there are some concerns here. Uh, about scores, there's some con- concerns about other scores and some of these uh, mandatory tests as well. And uh, the, my impression from the, talking to, to people like you and, and people in the education field say, look, th- th- there's a multitude of reasons why, and, and it's, it's a very complex ab- approach to, that you have to take. They, they seem to think this is going to do it. Just one thing: just make the teachers do this math test.
1: Yeah. So, so you know what? I have concerns about Ontario's math scores, um, and and that's that's reasonable for people to, to have those concerns. And what um, what the evidence shows is that when you have an issue like that to be addressed, you take a look at the curriculum. Teachers don't invent the curriculum. That comes from the Ministry of Education. So if there are curriculum issues to address Let's sit down together and work through those and come up with a curriculum that have, has some evidence to support that it's going to work and students are going to, to have greater success in, in math. That's a, that's a perfectly reasonable thing to pursue. But this silly soundbite politics of, of subjecting every teacher in the province to a test, I mean, what's the outcome of that? Even if the idea was to subject every teacher or to offer every teacher professional development in math, that would be valuable for a portion of people. i'm I'm sure um, it it wouldn't help the geography or the art teacher very much, um, so it doesn't seem very, uh, very efficient in, in that regard. But let's look at real solutions and not, not the silly soundbite politics.
0: Do you, do you have any information at all, any indication, Harvey, that the, the, board, or the, the, the government, in, in this case the Ministry of, of Education, is actually looking at curriculum, or have they just decided that no, no, it can't be us, it's got to be them?
1: Well, you know, I, I, guess, I guess you'd have to ask them. They certainly haven't reached out to us despite the expertise that um, exists uh, within my organization and amongst my membership. Um, so, so, you know, I'd encourage you to ask them that question. We stand, as always, um, willing and able to provide professional advice on things like curriculum development.
0: But is that dialogue happening between the ministry and, and your organization?
1: sadly it isn 't um, we 've repeatedly asked the Minister um, to for consultation. Um, she has offered she 's deigned to meet with me once for thirty minutes back in October, um, even though she 's making these these radical proposals. We have a lot of constructive things to offer um, she doesn 't see us um, as as an important part of that. Um, dialogue, apparently.
0: Yeah, but to use their own their own rhetoric on this, though, I mean, but the, the Premier's done this when he's done some of his photo ops at places like auto plants and things of this nature. You know, it's all important for us to go and see the frontline workers, because they're the ones that really know what's going on and what needs to be fixed in, in any circumstance. Well, you're the frontline workers in the education field, and, and the, apparently there's nothing going on. There's no dialogue going on. It seems uh, 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 incoherent, really, to, to say that and then do this and treat the, the education system in that manner.
1: It's I, I, I don't... Couldn't agree with that statement more. Uh, we, we absolutely are the voice of frontline workers. Um, my members, uh, you know, are in classrooms every single day, face-to-face with kids, um, with a variety of needs and abilities. Um, they support those kids through their education. And if you ask any one of my members in any one of the education fields they work in, teacher, support staff, it doesn't matter, if you ask them is the education system perfect, I don't think there's one of them will tell you it's perfect. Every one of them will have ideas for how to improve the system. Um, they need to have their voices heard.
0: So this is a relatively new story, then, about the, this mandatory math testing right now. Is there, is there an official position on this? Have you talked this over with your membership about how you want to approach the government on this?
1: Look, we, we I the position is very clear. It is... It's, um, Ineffective. It's a it's a waste of time, money, and resources. It will have no positive impact on um, the the uh, currently high quality of education in Ontario, and it's absolutely not worth pursuing. It's,
0: it, it, it's almost insulting, and, and I'm saying this. I, I I know you wouldn't put it to, in those words, but yeah, because I know the work that goes into teaching, I know the qualifications that have to be met to go into teaching. You can't just walk in off the street and into a classroom and say, "I'm your new teacher." Uh, the, to suggest that this, this, this has to be the deal breaker, you know, if you don't pass this test, you don't get in, after you've gone to school, after you've gotten a degree, maybe a couple of different degrees, uh, and, and, and been trained in this, in this vocation, and then say, well, yeah, but if you don't pass this test, you're gone. It's, it's ludicrous.
1: It, you know, the Minister herself has said that the quality of teaching is the most important factor in education, and i would uh, I would largely agree with that. The quality of the curriculum um, it matters a great deal to go along with that, though. So if you're going to, uh, in her proposal, what fire that geography or art teacher who can't pass the math test, are you going to replace that with a better geography or art teacher? Who can pass the math test? I mean, where do those people exist? It it just it it is ludicrous. It it it's utterly dysfunctional in the real world. It does not a single thing to advance the quality of education.
0: I, I mean, if if uh, my my kids are in school, and you know, I've got maybe the greatest history teacher around, and they, this person knows their stuff inside and out. Are they going to be disqualified now because they don't pass the math test? It, it seems it just it's incongruous, really. I don't understand how these act- how they connect these two dots.
1: I have to say it can only be because the minister doesn't understand what actually happens in high school classes, what high school teachers actually do, how they're qualified, what education they have in order to attain those positions. Um, you know, the minister has become known for evidence-free claims. She, she's already claimed that jamming kids into overstuffed classrooms is going to increase student resilience, um, and now she's claiming that people who don't teach math should be subject to uh, to math tests, and that's going to be helpful. Um, you know, it, 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 there's nothing constructive coming from from her at the moment.
0: Well, is this a backdoor way to try to eliminate uh, teaching positions? I mean, because there are going to be some people, I'm sure that I'm not going to be able to do this.
1: <laughs> potentially, potentially it is, but you know, along with those teaching positions go the classes they teach. They, they you know, it's it's not just like you can uh, eliminate a teaching position and not eliminate a chance for a student to learn geography, art. You know, history, whatever, whatever the subject is. So, so, you know, it's been demonstrated over and over again. You don't improve education by attacking educators. That's a really counterproductive approach. Um, And, and uh, she should know better than to go down this road. In fact, maybe some history is exactly what she needs.
0: Well, I just used the example of, you know, nobody can walk in off the street and all of a sudden become a teacher. I just got an email from Gary who's listening to the conversation and says, yeah, but you can walk in off the street and become a politician uh, with a no-means test. And it, it just seems rather bizarre that they would have to put these qualifications on somebody who's, who's chosen this, trained to be an educator, uh, and all of a sudden they say, well, that standard's not good enough. And, and as if this is going to be the answer to low math scores, it's blame the teachers, not the curriculum. And we've talked to teachers, Harvey, for the last 10 years about the curriculum and and some of the concerns about that. And not just this government, but even the previous government. They're moving at glacial speed to try to address uh, curriculum problems.
1: Uh, I'm, you know, I I would be... uh so happy to sit down and look at the curriculum, or at least to have, you know, have the expertise that exists within my organization and amongst my membership do that. I'm not a math expert, um, and I think that we need to uh, show some deference to people who actually are experts in the subject and experts in how to teach the subject, Um, put them together with the ministry, talk about, um, uh, you know, ensuring the curriculum is doing what it's supposed to do, and that... Every teacher who teaches it has the supports in order to, to do that as as well. There, you know, I mean, teachers want to do as well as they possibly can by the by the kids who are in their classes. So support those opportunities, uh, and and you know they'll leap at them. But uh, but this kind of uh, you know this this uh, this silly notion that you're going to test people who don't teach math and then cut them out of the system to be replaced by nobody that I can see it just doesn't add up.
0: That's uh, as good a note as any to leave our conversation on. Harvey, thanks as always for the time. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Take care. That's Harvey Bischoff, president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Uh, and, and look, at it. I, we, we get that. We need to do something about the math scores. Absolutely. But the, by this imposition of a mandatory test, no matter what, if you're a history teacher or a geography teacher, you've got to pass a math test or you can't teach. is beyond ludicrous, really. I mean, is, this, this is this is what they came up with after all the concern that, and the time that they've studied this. Really, really bizarre. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.